This is the voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week. We're signing on end of December 2019, the final uh, broadcast of 2019. And uh, welcome to the show. This one isn't going to be too long, uh, but really, I'm just going to get to some correspondence. I have a few thoughts that I want to share uh, since we're coming up on New Year. And I do have a question for next week's show that maybe some of you have, well, I'm going to give it away, predicted, let's say. But it's going to be fun. This one especially. I want to get into it right now. As as some of you may know, who are regular listeners, those of you who are tuning in for the first time, let me just explain how this this works. What I oftentimes like to do is I will ask a question to the audience, and you can submit your feedback. Could be in writing, or you can record it, whatever is easier for you. Just take a microphone and uh, say whatever you want to say. And send the file to me, any format, I'll do the conversion work, it doesn't matter. And then in the next show, we'll take a look at your responses, right? It's that easy. There's no concrete answer, right? That's, that's the whole point of it. It's about feedback and opinions and diversity thereof. But here's the question that I have. I did this last year. I think this time around, this is even... Ten times more important. Because we're entering not just a new year, but we're entering the 2020s. A new decade. (laughs) Gosh, who would have thought that here we are, right on the doorstep of 2020. But we are. And uh, we'll continue onward. Right into it. Right? That's how we go. Here's my question. With the year 2020 close at hand and with a new decade coming right around, I think very, very confidently at that, 2020 is going to be a big year. At the very least, when you look at the United States and you look at uh, the political situation, right, obviously this is going to be huge. When you look at the world, when you look at advancements in technology, when you look at the the world changing around us, for better or for worse, I want you to decide. I think 2020 is going to be a big year. Therefore, I want to know, what are your predictions for 2020? And if you would really like to go there, what are your predictions for the next decade? You don't have to answer that one. This is only optional if you're really feeling it. But what do you predict is going to happen in 2020? Interpret that any way you want. If you want to talk about election results, that's fine. Go for it. You want to talk about geopolitical conflict, world wars, uprisings, you name it. If you want to talk about economic prosperity or collapse, go for it. Predictions of deaths, predictions and changes of leadership, perhaps more lighthearted predictions 
the good news. New releases, new advancements, new discoveries, things that can better our lives and better this world. What do you think is going to happen in 2020 and in the next decade? Your responses are welcome in writing to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. That's v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. If you'd like to submit a response in audio format, simply take your recording device, speak into it, and then send that file to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. It's going to be a big show. So uh, anyone, if you want to get on the air, if you have something that you would like to predict, go for it. Let me know your thoughts. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. First show of the new year. We're going to go over them, and we're going to see what you're thinking. I would just like to take a moment to go ahead and share a couple thoughts that I have in regards to this new year, a few thoughts about life and time and time management. After that, we're just going to open up the mailbag, and we're going to see what we can get to. You're listening to VORW Radio International 2020. And, and, and as I look at the calendar, as I'm kind of sitting here, I, in, in a moment of reflection... Really? The passage of time, you know, you can't do anything about it. It's a crazy thing how it is, though. The years, the days, it creeps up on us. It truly does. Ever advancing, you can't do anything about it. You can't stop it. You can't rewind it, nor can you fast-forward through it or speed it up. It merely progresses as it does, and, well, as I always say, we're here for the ride. You know, <laughs> our time is always limited. It always is. Not not just a time that we have for our, our existence. That, you don't know how long how long it'll ever be. But at the same time, when you break down your time day to day, week to week, month to month, I know so many of us, it's down to a schedule. Whatever it is that you do, whether you're at school or work, whatever your line of employment may be, even if you're self-employed, you still have a time for this and a time for that. A time to get down to business, a time to eat, a time to sleep, and time, therefore, for yourself to do as you please. Time, though. How much or how little is there for us to truly deal with and do with as we wish? How much we simply don't know. And it's something that I wish we never could take for granted. It's something that I wish we could realize the true importance of. 
that it can be snuffed out at any given second. I don't know if that's ever even a real possibility, you know, to truly appreciate time. Because, hell, I know I've tried. I certainly have, but when it's something that's continuous, it's not something that just comes around. It's always here from the moment we start till we stop. Who's to say if we really can take it for granted or if we can't? But nonetheless, there's no harm in trying. Time ever advancing, ever progressing. I say make of it what you will. And put it to use as you see it fit. So many a time, I think, we feel maybe that there's supposed to be some sort of guidebook to do this or don't do that in life. That if I take these steps, if I make these moves, if I appear this way or that way, think one way or another, say one thing or another, then maybe it will lead to this, that, and the other thing, and maybe I'll be able to discover happiness in life. If I stick to this path, whether I like it or not, this is what I'm supposed to do, and hopefully the end result will be what I'm supposed to expect it to be. And how many times have people spent so long on that path, doing and saying and thinking what they think is going to get them what they want in life, only to look back long after that opportunity has passed and realized, maybe I wasn't on the right path in life. Had I have deviated from the course, had I maybe have just opened my eyes a little wider, looked perhaps at the peripherals or beyond, explored the other options, the adjacent routes, and seen where they could have led me, maybe then I really would have found happiness. Maybe I would have ended up where I wanted to be, where I could have been. And maybe because I just stayed on that path that felt comfortable, that felt like this is what I should be doing because other people have, it led me far more astray than I ever imagined. And only now, retrospectively, once those opportunities to have corrected that are long gone, there's nothing I can do but come to that realization. Time is forever fleeting, and my personal ideology stands. I say, do what you want in life, do what makes you happy, as long as you don't hurt or harm other individuals. It might not be conventional, it might not be on that path. It might deviate from the course, it might be something that at first you may not be comfortable with. And I can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do with your life, what choices one should or shouldn't make. Sometimes, though, going outside the box, going outside the comfort zone, doing something that feels foreign, it may very well be the best move you ever could have made. And the end results may be unimaginably wonderful. And you just don't know until you try. 
There is no guidebook to life. And there is no guidebook as to how one should truly navigate through this and how one should spend what time we have, what precious time we have in the manner best suited for us because it is truly unique to the individual. What works for you will not work for me. What works for me will not work for you. It comes down to self-assessment to determine what's best. As we conclude this decade and begin another one, the 2020s, we can look back at these last 10 years. We can look back at all that's happened, all of our successes, all of our failures, our good days, our bad days, how things have changed, how things maybe have gotten better or have gotten worse. That we can look upon these experiences, analyze our circumstance currently, and going forward, utilizing our past experience and our current intuition, we will navigate this decade ahead and make it truly a beautiful one. Dear listeners, manage your time wisely. Do what you feel is right, even if it deviates from the course. And sometimes we'll deviate from that course, and maybe it won't be the right move. But it's all trial and error, my friends. And simply put, while the past is solidified, the future still is to be written. I wish each and every one of you a very happy, a very healthy, and a very prosperous new year. Here's to a good 2020. You're listening to VORW International. A few thoughts on the passage of time and uh, really the last, <laughs> the last decade, which uh, is just, it's crazy. I guess, you know, what always happens around New Year is like it brings about this, this reflective type of, of mindset, perhaps. You know, you look back on the last year and you look at what's transpired, what kind of you accomplished, maybe what you didn't accomplish, you know? it's that That's the one thing. When you're looking back at something, regardless of how long a, a period of time you're looking back upon, I think sometimes people, they, they kind of take this reflective mindset and they they make it black or white. By that I mean it's, you either look and you seek out only the good things, or only the bad things, and it's never like a mixture. In some cases, not always. But obviously it'll lead to different things. If you kind of cherry pick and you say, I'm only going to look at my successes, or I'm only going to look at my failures, one is kind of, it's, it's going to feed your ego, the other is going to make you depressed. It's trying to find a little bit of everything, because, you know, you're not... No one's perfect, right? No one's perfect. And as a result, it's going to be a combination of both of those things, right? Looking back at the last year, there's going to be the things that we did, the things that we didn't do, our successes and our failures, but a few thoughts, anyway. Stay tuned. Uh, coming up next, we're going to have a few words from our sponsors. If you do want to support this show, please consider it. Via PayPal, a donation, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com, or via Patreon, patreon.com slash the report of the week. And then for just a couple minutes, uh, we're going to open up the mailbag, and we're going to uh, see what we have. 
Uh, it's not going to be long this time, maybe 10 minutes at most. Just take a listen to some of the people, the great people that help keep this all going. Do you like to doodle when you are bored or during stressful times? And do you find yourself scribbling spirals and swirls while you are talking on the phone? Have you ever looked up into the clouds and found a face, a flower, or a monkey riding a hippo? Next Level Doodling may be the book for you. The images on the pages of Next Level Doodling feed your mind and inspire your brain to wander and discover new artistic avenues. It's not really drawing, but pure doodling. More of an emotional release onto the paper. Most of the images in Next Level Doodling come from nature and suggest very organic forms that you can use to build your doodles and drawings. All of the options are yours. Pencil, pen, markers, paints, or whatever your favorite arting tools may be. Draw between the lines, color inside or outside the lines. The doodle is yours to control. Next Level Doodling can be carried in a purse, briefcase, or backpack, and be ready whenever you feel the artistic urge or need a little break from life. Pick up your copy of Next Level Doodling at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Next Level Doodling makes a great stocking stuffer or office party gift. Get one for yourself and one for a friend. Share the creative experience of Next Level Doodling. You won't regret it. We all have nightmares. They happen. I'm sure we don't particularly like them. But let me tell you about a really interesting thing that the Henson brothers did. They took something that I think we oftentimes look upon very negatively, something that can cause us anxiety, that keeps us up at night, and they made something really cool and really interesting out of it. That's why I'd like to present to you The Nightmare Parlor. This is a new series that is going out on the Henson Brothers YouTube channel. Now, in the Nightmare Parlor project, they collect the weirdest, creepiest, and most haunting dreams had by their YouTube subscribers. In every episode, they exhibit a few of the most mesmerizing dreams that have been shared with them. Using various audiovisual techniques, they try to capture the ambiance of the dream and bring the most truthful depiction to your YouTube screen. They take something that happens to so many of us, they bring it to life, and they make something really neat out of it, too. You can find them by searching the Henson Brothers on YouTube, that's H-E-N-S-E-N Brothers, or by searching the Nightmare Parlor. Viewers can make their submissions of their dreams that they would like to have recreated on this channel by going into the video description of their newest upload, and there they'll find a very easy form they can use to make their submission and really become a part of the show in the most literal sense. I think it'll be interesting for all lovers of horror. Check them out. The Henson Brothers on YouTube with The Nightmare Parlor. Yeah, make sure you check them out. If you want to advertise on this program, you can. Just send me an email, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help you out. Opening up the email, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Wanted to get to a, a few thoughts. In response to the question, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, first and foremost, the music that I listen to is very varied. It's very diverse. What my ideology toward music is, 
is that I'll give it a shot. Doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm not going to just say, I'm not going to listen to this because it's this genre. Or that genre. You know, I'm I'm not going to do that. Some people, they're like, I don't like whatever. It's, uh, you know, I don't like metal. I don't like rap. I don't like country. I'm just not going to listen to it because it's that. I'm still going to give it a chance. Uh, But what I like listening to is alternative rock, indie rock, uh, mostly rock-based music, Uh, classic rock, too. Especially classic rock from, I'd say, the 60s onward. You know, the 50s rock and roll is okay, but sometimes it can just be a little little repetitive at times. Not always, but sometimes. Again, it, it depends on who you're talking about. Um, the 60s music, most of it I'm fine with. The one thing that's just a little iffy were like... Some of the 60s, some of those love songs that are really slow and just, man, you know, those those I'm not a big fan of. Some of the bubblegum pop is, it it depends. I'm not always going for that, but sometimes that can be okay. But otherwise, most 60s music is great. 70s is, that's great too. 80s, a new wave, that's awesome. Also, 80s rock. Again, like, some of the glam rock is is still good, though. Still can't really complain. Uh, 90s is when you really start getting into the alternative. So I'm a big fan of the the 90s alternative, even some of the 90s pop. Uh, Grunge, grunge especially. Grunge and post-grunge. Probably, if you had to narrow it down, those are my two two favorites right there. Just love those, that, that that heavy sound that it can sometimes have is uh, something else. So that's what I'm mostly a fan of. I mean, some people, they kind of look at me and they say, oh, well, he slicks his hair back and he wears a a suit, so he has to listen to the 1940s big band music by default. Um, But in reality, you know, I mean, jazz and the the big band instrumentals, all that is fine. Um, But again, I largely just listen to the rock-based stuff. Other genres, I'm... uh, I'm open to, you know, even not a big country music fan, but there's a few songs perhaps that I'll give a listen. I'll listen to Christian rock, though sometimes sometimes those songs can get a bit repetitive too, but sometimes there's some alternative Christian groups that are, oh, they have a great sound. Rap is uh, is an interesting one. There's a couple selections that I'm into. One, one thing that I'm distinctly just, it's not of interest is the, um, I don't even know how the hell you define it, the SoundCloud rap. You know what I'm talking about, though. It's I know a lot of people nowadays like that. They're, they're huge fans of it. But, no, nah, it just it just doesn't appeal to me. The sound, it just doesn't, uh... I don't know why. I just, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. But again, like I was saying earlier, just because I don't like it, I don't care. Listen to it all day. It, does, it doesn't bother me. Do do whatever you want in life, as long as it's not hurt, hurting others. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know, you you like a SoundCloud rap. I'm not a fan of it. So what? It doesn't matter. Well, it's good. That's the one thing. Sometimes I'll see such heated debates because you know some some people they like this and someone else doesn't, and it's like so what? You could agree to disagree. It's not going to detrimentally impact your life if 
someone likes a different genre of music. But like I said, I'm willing to give many a thing a try. And now let's open up the email and see uh, what your thoughts are. Uh, now, like I was saying, though, let's go over to the, the questions, or the responses, really, to the question about uh, your favorite music. A couple of them. Uh, Tim says, When I was 18, I got into hip-hop, thanks to groups like Wu-Tang Clan, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Gangstar, Outkast, etc. And over the past year, I started taking a liking to jazz music as well. Have you had a moment where a genre of music clicks and you discover a treasure trove of music? Thanks uh, for another great show. Thank you, Tim. Glad you enjoyed the broadcast. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm certain there have been those moments. I can't say that there, at least in my mind, is any one definitive moment where, you know, say I heard, um, well, you know, let's put it, in the jazz realm. I can't say that there's any definitive moment where, you know, I was listening and I hear this jazz selection and it's like, wow, I gotta check this out. And then you go and, like you said, you discover this treasure trove of music. That's not to say that, that yeah, I mean, look, it happened to you, but that hasn't happened to uh, to me. It's it's more, and I'm sure there has been something that's clicked, that's opened up that 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 portal where you go through there, and all of a sudden you realize there's this whole other world of stuff that, at first, you would blow it off, right? You wouldn't. You would think, oh, I wouldn't listen to this, I wouldn't be a fan of this. But you start seeing it, and you start delving in, you know, and uh, you discover all of it. And I know that's happened to me, but I just can't pinpoint when. Uh, but thank you, Tim. Tiffany, answering the question about the music, she says, I tend to hang out in the 90s. Specifically, the grunge alternative area, uh, although I do love the classic rock as well, Pink Floyd and Queen being my favorites, I actually have a Floyd tattoo. Thank you for your question. Thank you for your response, and, uh, yeah, similarities there. Uh, Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd always good, and, and Queen, of course. Queen is, is very good as well. Uh, two good groups right there. Uh, let's see what else we have. Thomas says, I'm in New Zealand. Um, let's see. As for music, typically listen to pop rap, EDM, and indie song. That's an interesting combination. Thank you for corresponding. Thank you for writing in. Going over to uh, a couple more responses uh, with the music. Jay in Maryland says, I prefer older music such as the 80s heavy metal, like ACDC, Whitesnake, uh, Twisted Sister. Other bands I like are Def Leppard, some Boston, some Journey, and uh, 90s rock, such as Aerosmith. I, I think you meant 80s rock. Yeah, it's fine. Aerosmith, uh, Queen, and a few others. So I think Queen, did they... They might have continued into the early 90s. Let's look. Yeah, see, I, th I thought I thought the one song, the show must go on, which was it was a really sad song. Uh, that was released in nineteen. It was recorded in nineteen ninety, released in nineteen ninety one. Uh, but thank you, Jay. Great to hear from you. Going over to Jeff. Uh, 
he, he's a longtime listener, longtime correspondent. He, he knows his stuff when it comes down to music. He says, I've been listening on the YouTube. Uh, here's some music I've been listening to as of late. Hyperspace by Beck. Uh, university, universally panned by critics, uh, but I think it's 80% good. And the closing track, Everlasting Nothing is an Anthem, anthem of Hope in Times of Despair. Uh, also been listening to Fine Line by Harry Styles. Uh, the first half has all the hits. Second half is Hit or Miss. But there's a song called Treat People with Kindness. You might enjoy It's kind of goofy, but that was from Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. The thing I love about Beck is that you know, he's one of those artists that isn't afraid to sit there and have to be one thing because he had this one big hit and you feel like you have to conform to that image if you want to keep your fans and if you want to make the money. He does whatever the F he wants to do. That's a, that's a true artist right there. A true artist isn't afraid, you know, to to lose it all. He's a, he, he's 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 amazing. Beck is great. I I'm a big fan of his. We hear from this listener who says I like mostly metal, heavy metal, uh, melodic death, extreme alternative, new epic thrash, and post metal. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, In Flames, Dark Tranquility, Soil Work, uh, Meshuggah, Deftones, Metallica, just to name a few prominent examples of these genres, uh, but also 70s, 80s prog rock like Pink Floyd, Alan Parsons, Marillion, Genesis, uh, Barclay, James Arvest. Normal solid rock also in my repertoire. Sometimes I listen to the video game soundtracks when I read or play something. Uh, but recently been listening to Fear Inoculum from Tool very often. An album which you might also like, at least from a lyrical standpoint. From, yeah, Tool. Tool is a, uh, another good group. Haven't listened uh, too much to Tool, though I know Rosetta Stoned was pretty good. Uh, but that, that's going back. I know that's going back a couple, couple years anyway. Uh, this anonymous listener says... Regarding the question, what type of music do you listen to? This answer would mostly be classic, alt, and hard rock with a mix of sad, modern, and old generation rap. So a little bit of both. Going with some rock and then some rap as well. Thank you for your email. And finally, we have an email coming in from Daz who says, The music I listen to most is rock and metal. Uh, I enjoy listening to music in this 2019 I managed to listen to 275 albums of newly released music. Uh, I also sometimes listen to jazz, electronic, classical music as well, though not as often as I'd like to. I particularly like listening to these genres while I'm reading, and in 2020, planning to listen to more jazz. It's from Daz. Uh, so thank you. And I could definitely see, especially like the jazz, electronic, uh, classical... Right, that stuff can be more relaxed, uh, you know, really easy listening. So uh, I understand how that's good music for reading, ab absolutely. So thank you for your email. 
And with that, this broadcast of VORW International is concluded. I know it wasn't the longest show, but I hope you enjoyed at least the light discussion. I hope you can participate in the show next week with the question, what are your predictions for 2020? With that, as we conclude, uh, not only this show, but of course 2019, you can't really say this that often, I will see you next year, I will see you in 2020, I'll see you next decade. Until then, take care. This is VORW. Have a happy new year.